support for this episode comes from Lalamand Brewing. Lalamand Brewing is a division of Lalamand Inc., a global producer of yeast and bacteria that aims to help breweries achieve their growth and quality goals by offering products, services, and education. Lalamand Brewing's premium brewing yeasts and bacteria deliver unmatched consistency, reliability, and purity, allowing brewers to take full control of the brewing process. At the forefront of innovation and always looking to expand on the motto, we brew with you, Lalamand Brewing recently launched Lau Brew Verdant IPA in collaboration with Verdant Brewing Co. UK. Lau Brew Verdant IPA is a unique strain of brewing yeast suitable for a broad range of beer styles, notably modern IPAs. To find out more about Lalamand Brewing and follow their news and product launches, connect with them on social media or visit www.lalamandbrewing.com. What's in a sales role? Sometimes it might be easier to ask what's not in a sales role. You're dealing with a wealth of departments internally, a raft of businesses externally, and that's before we've even got on to other responsibilities, such as social media, beer festivals, activations, and everything in between. But the value and importance of such figures can sometimes be overlooked. Hello and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. I think it's pretty fair to say that when it comes to choice, fans of great beer have rarely had it better. Regardless of the style you're seeking, the ABV you're after, or the country of origin you're craving, there are an array of varieties catering for all tastes. But while there's an embarrassment of riches for the consumer, there's also a host of breweries competing for those all-valuable taps and a space on fridge shelves. And that's something that Katie Arabella Ward knows a thing or two about. Katie is the Key Accounts, Internal Sales and Operations Manager at Big Smoke Bruco. Big Smoke Bruco is a modern brewery and pub company producing flavourful beer in the leafy suburbs of Isha in Surrey. Before her roles within beer at reputable companies including Northern Monk, Mondo, Carlsberg and Little Creatures, as well as renowned wholesaler James Clay, Katie gained life experience spending four years as a freelance makeup artist, both in the UK and the US. And her passion for growing brands, championing original ideas and helping businesses gain recognition through creative sales and marketing tactics make her a highly regarded member of the UK brewing industry. So that's why we asked Katie to share her experiences of the industry. Speaking at the Brewers Lectures in Brighton last month, Katie talked on the perception many have of the sales role, her advice to people working in this side of the beer sector, and the importance of balancing your professional and personal life. So I want to talk to you today about all the different hats that we wear within sales. And hopefully whether you're looking to find your first sales team member, or you're considering joining uh, the sales role, or perhaps just want to know a little bit more about what we actually do, you can walk away with a slightly better understanding of the role. So I asked people from all sides of the industry what their immediate perception was of a sales rep. And there's some quotes here, I'm not sure if you can see these in the corner over there, but we've got thumb twiddling and beer drinking, we've got forced to go to meet the brewers and tap takeover events and pretend to make beer, 
a fine line between a help and a hindrance, and essentially I've got no idea. So, <laughs> yeah, so as you can see, there's quite a heavy suggestion that we spend quite a lot of time drinking in pubs, but there is so much more to it than that, and I really want to cover like a snapshot of a sales role and how it can have value to both brewers and customers if done correctly, and most importantly, with the correct support from the brewery operators. So, in essence, to be a successful person in the sales industry, you have to be a self-contained business unit all on your own. So this covers so many different departments outside of sales. So here we've got marketing, customer support, obviously sales, we've got commercial management, production planning, we've got credit control, tech services, event management and trainings. But that's just within the working hours of the day. That really doesn't dip into the extracurricular time that you're going to spend with your accounts and building relationships. Just in the nature of the craft beer industry, obviously we're quite pub and bar based. So we're going to go through each department and just touch on why you need to know these uh, different departments. So marketing. <clears throat> the reason you need to be marketing savvy is because events are a very heavy part of the role and you need to be able to coordinate and to host events that aren't drowned out by a generic sea of tap takeovers. So you want to be thinking about how you can actually make them stand out. So adding tailored elements such as linking with a charity or, offer, uh, or offering a raffle can add a nice extra experience to your event. But then you need to be able to market these in your social media channels, keep industry peers informed of your events within your big community, and you've also got to really think outside the box to prove that your product deserves a place on its bar. There is so much competition out there now, and there are so many breweries, and just having a great beer for a great price with a great colourful tap badge does not cut it anymore. So the most successful event that I curated uh, it wasn't actually customer facing and it was a non-for-profit charity collaboration for International Women's Day with 30 women in beer. And we were brewing to raise money for Bloody Good Period and Snahalia, which is Miranda from Duration's charity you heard from earlier. So whilst this was a non-for-profit event, it was proven successful because it was raising the profile of those charities within the beer community and also highlighting the community ethos of the brewery that I was working for at the time. So again, although it was not the purpose of the exercise, it wasn't sales driven, but it did organically generate me new leads with people talking about the collaboration on social media, Brewers Journal included, so thank you Tim for your article on that. And it just goes to show that the ripple effect can result in new accounts being opened, even if it's not a specifically sales exercise. You're also going to want to really think about your point of sale and your brand position. Does it stand out? Is it useful for the customer? Are you missing anything from your POS offering that could really push your brand in new accounts? And sometimes this will also be bespoke. So again, just thinking outside the box and having a bit of a creative mindset is really crucial when you're working in a sales role, especially within beer. Uh, so account management. Um, so building relationships is the major key player within a sales role. And in order to do that, you really, really need to be present. So with every site visit, there is a lot to think about. And not only are you building the relationship, but you'll sometimes be called out to help with technical difficulties. It might be quality controlled as well. And you'll also be keeping your eye on the competition on the bar to make sure that your brand isn't being cannibalized by another. You'll be casting your eyes over who's drinking what. You'll be looking at geographical locations on the taps. Could it be moved more central? Perhaps it's a packaged only account, in which case is the direct eyeline of where your product is in the fridge suitable? Can you get it moved? You'll be thinking about glassware, you'll be thinking about staff t-shirts, and just general engagement with the venue and how you can push your brand in that site. You'll also be thinking about trainings. You basically need to come out of that, any account visit you go into, with a plan for your very next one. 
Um, account management can also be really, really tricky to balance. And you want to make the most out of every uh, situation, but you also really need to be able to read the room. And you've got to be able to tailor your visit according to the customer's needs. There is such a fine line here between being a help and a hindrance. I think I'd probably struggle to find a sales rep that hasn't gone into an account at four o'clock on a Friday in their first few months trying to prospect. And I can tell you now, you'll do that once and you won't do that again. So we're going to go back because this is where, the, where I was. <laughs> uh, when I was preparing for this, I asked some newly appointed sales reps who had gone from behind the bar from, uh, to in the front if there was anything in particular that really surprised them about the role or anything that particularly blindsided them. And feedback from about three or four is that they mentioned credit control. And I think this often goes very unspoken. But a sale isn't a sale until the money's in the bank. And you can find yourself having to enter an outlet in order to chase debt. So nine times out of ten, if you're doing this and you're physically going into an account to chase debt, you've exhausted all other options. You've emailed, you've sent their invoice over and over again. You've called, perhaps finance have got involved. And it's just not the easiest conversation to be having. But it is definitely something that you will need to be prepared for. And I just think it's something that is not really mentioned in sales uh, job descriptions. There's a, really, there's a massive amount of vacancies out there for sales reps. I very much think it's a candidate's marking at the moment. And I'm just not seeing anything about credit control mentioned. And again, it's just something that you really need to be prepared for because it's not the sort of conversation you'd be expected to be having. Um, quality control as well is key in accounts. So if your beer is tasting bad, but your batch is good and you know that it's good, and by process of elimination, it's telling you that the lines could be dirty, you have to be able to softly navigate that conversation without causing offence. And that can be really, really hard. But again, it's something to be super mindful of when you are going into a sales role. And also something that the breweries need to support the reps on as well. Uh, account management doesn't end with your direct customers. You'll also be likely working with distributors too. Uh, and this means balancing your direct business and your wholesale business. Now, wholesalers are really, really fundamental to build your brand nationally and to drive sales. So if you look after your wholesalers, generally speaking, they'll look after you. But you have to just be super mindful about how you go about crossovers with direct business, especially if one of your biggest customers are already supplying there. Loyalty will get you very far with wholesalers, and although you may think the more wholesalers, the more volume, this is frequently not the case. If you're listed with too many, they've got zero reason to focus on your brand, and that's not to say that it won't work, but it will definitely be harder to get days and trade with them and their team if your brand's saturated with multiple distributors. Uh, and that's the fear that the time spent opening new business with yourself and your team can easily be moved across to another competitor. So just being open and honest with your account managers, uh, with your wholesalers, is really, really important. So operations. Um, so yeah, there are so many key elements of an operations role that I think you can really uh, fit into a sales role. In smaller businesses, you may need to be able to produce realistic forecasting and planning. So it's important to be on top of market trends, customer demands, and also to be able to plan accordingly. This could be packaging splits, it could be input towards the brew schedule, it could be a specials program, and just generally working with production and the brew team to make sure that you're one, giving the people what, you're, what they want, but that you're also working within the parameters of the brewery that you're at and the capacity that they have. And there is nothing worse than winning a new listing and not being able to supply it, supply it sorry, due to poor, poor planning and not communica communicating with production. On the flip side, there's always a risk here that you get it wrong, uh, or the forecast that you've worked with the customer is completely over or underestimated. 
But the better you know your customers and the market in general, the better you can predict what you need. So being reactive here is really crucial. Um, another key ops element is being able to manage emergency logistics situations. And my top tip here is definitely keep your courier suppliers really close. One of the most rewarding and stressful days of my life was an event I did at Kill the Cat in Brick Lane. I was launching three beers and had people travel miles for the launch. But the day before the event, the beer still wasn't ready, so I was already preparing a same-day courier for a morning collection. Fast forward to 4pm the day of the event, and it had only just been kegged 200 miles away. I ended up having to coordinate taking the very first keg off the run, getting it into a lorry, and then having it driven down from Leeds to London. I think it arrived around 9.30, 10pm, like bombing down Brick Lane. It was pretty epic. But it was definitely memorable for all involved and we managed to turn it around a bit by creating a bit of a hype with a countdown for when the, the lorry was arriving. But I do think this really demonstrates how you need to be able to think on your feet, just as you would in any operations role. And this probably also ties in with managing customer, customer expectations too. Um, I will say, like, I started that by saying it was rewarding and stressful, but it definitely hangs in the balance of rewarding because the satisfaction of being able to pull that off was unreal. And I did have a lot of help from people within the brewery, but I was the only one at the event customer facing with not only my direct customer, but my customers, customers who are all waiting. So next we're gonna to touch on just general knowledge. Um, I was a bit unsure how to categorize these points, but I think that kind of goes to show how versatile it is um, in a sales role. But you need to have good comprehensive knowledge of the brewing process and just the industry as a whole. You're not only facing your customers, but you're also facing your customers' customers. So both demographics expect you to know what you're talking about. So having a good understanding of the brewing process, labour, and more so than ever, your cost of goods is absolutely crucial, especially when we're coming up against mammoth global brewers. The cost of living crisis is insane, with gas and electric going up considerably, I'm sure we're all very much aware. But having comprehensive knowledge of raw material costs, especially after most breweries held back in any price increases over COVID, is really fundamental. You don't need to know everything or to get too technical, but it's useful to know when things like hop harvest support and there's inflation attached, or as I've mentioned, gas and electric's gone through the roof and you need to increase your pricing in order to make the business sustainable. But you will get pushback when this happens and it's usually an annual price increase that most breweries adhere to. Uh, during COVID, I think the majority of the global brewers managed to uh, fix their pricing and they also managed to do cash injections into big pubcos. So there's not really that much more for us to go at as a premium brand anymore. Um, but yeah, just having this information and being able to educate our customers on why the pricing increase is really, really crucial, just in order for us to have a better industry as a whole. So then I'm going to kind of touch on hours. Um, I mentioned earlier uh, the categories in which we work, but I said, and that's just within the working hours. So I wanted to touch on the reality of hours worked because you're never really off the clock. Even when I was sat in a pub a couple of Saturdays ago trying to put this together, I ended up having to go into the cellar, changing a 40 keg, keg, getting covered in beer. You can really get a call any time of day from a customer for various reasons. And you often need to be able to take that call whether you're working or not. I personally spend a lot of my own time in customer accounts because I genuinely love them and I've become very good friends with them over the years. But it's not been easy to draw the line between work and social life. And if you look to my social media, you'd probably think that I paid rent at the rake. But it's just all, all perceptions. <laughs> so there are many beer events on and you're going to want to support your, beer, your peers and attend them all. But you need to remember this is your own time and your own money that you'll be spending here. 
Now, the rewards of being a true part of the beer community and celebrating friends' successes are beyond measure, but I do feel that there is a lot of uh, pressure on sales reps to be at every single trade show, every festival, every single event, just in order for us to keep on top of what we actually need to be telling the brew, the, the brew team what, what, like what the customer demands are. And I think in order to maintain your mental health within sales, you need to be able to draw a line here. And I think that's really, really important when you are walking into a sales role and that the brewery support you in whatever decision you make. And if you can't go to an event, that's fine. So we're going to finish on sales somewhat. Um, and the reason I'm finishing with sales is because I think it's really important that you need to know all the previous elements because without those, you're never going to be successful in the brewing industry. We're a very different beast. It's what you do beyond selling that makes a difference when you've won a deal. So in sales, I would say understanding the opportunities is the most pertinent thing here for me. When I first started in sales, I had absolutely no idea about Thai Taps or Pubcos, and I just assumed that I could walk into any bar or pub with some samples and I'd be able to get in. I didn't have any route to market, but I didn't know. In fact, I don't even think I knew what route to market meant at the time. Um, but I think this probably stems from the fact that I started my beer career at the Sussex Arms in Twickenham, which was a free of Thai pub, so I just genuinely didn't know any different. But I spent a fair chunk of time knocking on doors that I simply had no route to market in, that being said, I wouldn't say it was a waste of time because everything's part of learning, but I know for a fact that my sales output would have been way higher had I been given this information before, just on the basic restrictions uh, in pubcos and managed houses. Then we've got commercials. Uh, I've already mentioned cost of goods. Uh, this is so you can stack up a commercially viable deal for the brewery and the customer, which means knowing how to pull together a deal and understanding advance discounts, retros, listing fees, understanding your customer's margin targets, this can be gross profit or cash margin, and any price caps for purchasing. You're also going to have to have a good understanding of Excel, and you'll also be able to create proposals. So it's important here to understand also your customer's KPIs, uh, key performance indicators, uh, which often isn't part of the conversation. And I think that as a sales team, we often go in knowing exactly what we want to get out of it, but we don't ever really consider the decision maker that we're speaking to. They've got KPIs too, and it's really important to remember to ask them what they are. They're probably going to really appreciate that because you might go in to a negotiation thinking, right, here's my lowest pricing, here's where I can get to, but actually it's not pricing they're after. They might be after a brewery tour or more training for their staff. So it's important to be able to be quite open-minded when you're going into negotiations and finding out exactly what the customer wants as well. Uh, we should really only be talking maybe three or four questions and the rest of it should purely be your key decision maker. But I think it's quite commonplace that we get a bit nervous, we're a bit excited and we end up yabbing away, talking about all the hops and all the brilliant things we're doing, but don't actually consider what our decision maker needs as well for their own like, um, KPIs. Then it's pretty obvious, but winning business is probably what most brewery operators are looking for. Uh, I cannot stress enough how important it is to manage your time correctly here because you can go out and win a bunch of new taps but if you're not giving care and time to your existing customers and your existing business you could really be losing as much as you're gaining. So just paying attention to your existing business as much as your prospects is really, really paramount in this situation. I think we're all quite targeted quite heavily on new business but we always forget about the existing and it, it, it doesn't work. So then we've got passion. I think being passionate about your product and your industry goes a very long way, especially when you're introducing your brand to a new customer. 
If you don't believe in it, then why should they? And you can't get afraid to get too excited because enthusiasm is really infectious. Your customers are going to see hundreds of sales reps over a week and you want to stand out. So make your mark when you're prospecting and really don't be afraid to share your passion. You also need to keep that drive, even when you've inevitably come up against the tougher days. There's an exceptionally high turnover in staff in hospitality at the moment, and you might have delivered an incredible training session the week before, or become really good friends with the senior management or the buyer, only to come back a week later and find there's a whole new set of staff there, and that can be really, really deflating. But this just means you have got new, fresh faces to share your passion with, and hopefully it will spark something in them too. There are a lot of rejections in this industry and there are a lot of ignored emails and it doesn't matter how experienced you are or how good friends you are with the buyer or the person that you've gone into your new role with, it, it's just in inevitable but you just can't let that bring you down. So you need to also come into a sales role and also support your sales team if you're a brewery operator. If they've just lost a negotiation, if they've just lost an existing account, speak to them, support them, find out why, find out all the external reasons. It might be that they've been completely undercut by another brewery. It could be multiple reasons, but we all in sales know the feeling of losing a negotiation and it, it doesn't feel great. So again, I just think it's really important that we support our sales team and that as brewery operators, you give them the chance to feedback to you why that's happened. So, as you can see, <laughs> There are a lot of elements to a sales role and I make no apologies for simply listing them. I could honestly spend hours on each of these categories alone, but I don't want to bore the crap out of you. And I really just wanted to give you a quick snapshot of what we do. So in order to make uh, the most of your sales team and the brewery, uh, sorry, in order to make the most of your sales team, the brewery needs to really give the right support. And that's the most key thing I would like people to take away from this. There is an awful lot of knowledge required across a whole bunch of departments and your sales team are the bridge between the brewery and the customer, and they have to be the customer champions within the business, which sometimes isn't popular. But they are the ones on the ground, so please listen to them and support them. Be sure to check in on them regularly and make time for days in trade with them. Ask for feedback, check in on their work-life balance, and ensure they're not spreading themselves too thin, and please do champion them as they are really an, an important part and an essential part of the brewery infrastructure. Thanks. <laughs> The Brewer's Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by me, Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Katie Arabella Ward of Big Smoke Brewco.